0: Gentlemen, put your hands together for... Scott Power, everybody. Scott Power. Katie
1: Love, the lovely, lovely Katie Love.
0: Here I am. It's Laugh Gallery, baby. It's exciting.
1: Oh, my God. It's a lot of things.
0: We've got our stickers here just to remind us what the hell we're doing.
1: Well, because we could forget if we didn't have stickers. That's right. Stickers are critical to memory retention.
0: I never knew how exciting stickers were from an artist standpoint until I started hanging out with you. I didn't know that that was like a big deal. slaps.
1: You got to have the slaps and the sticks. Like
0: everybody's got stickers in the art world.
1: It's a thing. We don't
0: have that in comedy. We're just happy to, if we can afford pens and papers to write our jokes down.
1: That's a good day. That's a good day when you can afford pens and paper. Yeah, we don't do stickers. Yeah, because you know what? As Rodney said, comics don't get no respect. We're, We're
0: looking for valet money. And we're looking for parking. What the,
1: what, okay. Then not to get like super serious <laughs> out of the gate, but what the fuck? Exactly. Like, like, why are comics so fucking beat up and fucking exploited?
0: The real survivors of vaudeville. That's who we really are.
1: Well, I'll tell and, you what.
0: Yeah. The show give, must give, go give, on. Give the lady a drink for Christ's sake. Yeah, well, you know, you got to buy your own shit. All right. Shit. Let's
1: toast hey, to so that. Hey, speaking drinks. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Who brought did this? we hear that? I did. I think you did. I You're did. I did. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your least favorite wine, Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> oh,
0: that's a little, it's a little sour in a really smooth way. <laughs> Reminds me of some of the guys I've dated anyway. Ooh. Wow. Come on. I'll he- I'm i here all
1: night. So Katie, I mean, what, what the <laughs> fuck are we even doing here? What the fuck is Laugh Gallery?
0: Laugh Gallery is an honorary, beautiful way to celebrate the art of comedy and the comedy of art. Well said. Huh? The and art?
1: Oh, let's, let's repeat this. You repeat it. Well, I can't repeat it. Are we going to do it together? I mean, are we going to try? Well, uh, three, two, one. The comedy, comedy of art and the art, art of, of comedy. comedy. Although that was backwards. The art of comedy and the comedy of yeah, art. That's what, what Laugh said. Gallery is. What he yeah. said. Yeah. 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 left Gallery, baby. Yep. Yeah.
0: We got started during the pandemic. Well, we we actually started talking about it before the pandemic, yeah. and then the world ended, and we took it super personal. Think about all
1: the conversations that started before the pandemic. That's right. <laughs>
0: And so we took that very personal and we said, nothing's going to hold us down. And we decided to have comics go out into the world when they were comfortable, masked or unmasked, and go out onto the streets and find art to make fun of and talk a little bit. I think about what your original thought was from coming from the art world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the art art world. Exactly. Right. So like there's so much fucking bullshit pretension and seriousness in the art world. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, art is for the people. And we need to break down the barriers and have fun with it. Fucking over this bullshit, precious, pretentious bullshit in the art world. And I thought, you know, wait a minute. What would happen if we started partnering like visual artists with comics To like critique art, talk about art, explain art, sell art, whatever. And then it was just like, well, you know, how do you bring the funny into visual art? And so this idea of Laugh Gallery, which, by the way, your idea, the name, Laugh Gallery, brilliant. I had
0: some wine the night I came up with that title. Laugh Gallery. Yeah,
1: see? See, wine's good for you. Wine is good for you, people. Drink lots of it. So, Laugh Gallery was born. It was initially born of this idea that comics explaining art, critiquing art, promoting art that they like, that they love, that maybe they don't like, maybe they don't love.
0: We don't get it.
1: (sighs) I hate red. And then it sort of morphed into, because as, as you and I got to know each other and I realized comics and visual artists have so much in common in that they are struggling to break out and to be appreciated. And artists, I guess, so many artists, but certainly visual artists, comics are often exploited and asked to work for free or even pay to play. And you know, you educated me so much on It you know, is the so scene.
0: dysfunctional that when you say, I'm getting paid for this, there's like a shock value to yeah. it. It's also dysfunctional in the way that we have been so traumatized over the years that we expect that we're not going to be paid. And we feel super special if we get money for parking or we get a drink ticket or whatever little perk that we might get. But, I mean, I've driven two, three hours to go do a gig and not been paid, no gas money, driving in a storm. And that's just one tiny story. There are hundreds and thousands of comics out there putting miles on their Camry or whatever they're driving. Who cares what they're driving? Let's not give Camry any like free airtime. Sorry, Camry, you have to pay for the ad so we can pay the comics. But anyway, my point is is that it's almost a conditioned thing. I've been doing this for over twenty-five years and you don't really get paid unless you are on the road that's when you get paid. And I always had like a day gig. I was working at the LA Times and I was grooming for my own column there. So I didn't want to leave it. And I was making decent money in sales. I got started around 35 years old as a comic. I didn't want a room with six people and eat, you know, Fruit Loops all day in my bathrobe and write jokes and then have all these roommates. Although that
1: does sound pretty awesome. You know,
0: it's, it's awesome, but not in your mid thirties. Like to me, that was like, I was already running a household here. Like, let's get some money. Let's get it done. And so I Is there never, an age
1: limit on Fru Loops?
0: I, I don't mean, think really there should be. But there probably is.
1: For ages so, zero. Yeah, and...
0: I was conditioned at an early stage in my comedy career that you probably aren't going to get paid. And then, you know, I hang out with musicians. I love musicians. And I joke with a couple of comics that I think every musician Wants to be a comic, and every comic wants to be a musician. Mm. And so we all kind of hang out together. But the musicians get paid a lot for their gigs. Not a lot, but I mean often. They get often, paid. There's the a culture often, and an yeah.
1: expectation that right. you're going to get paid That, for you know, gig. the
0: band may only make, yeah, you know, yeah. 500 bucks, and right. they have to split it 87 ways. Right. But still.
1: And they probably get some free drinks, too.
0: Yeah. It's just assumed that the band will be paid. Yeah. And it's not like that with comics. Right. You and I talked about that. And you asked me at one point, well, what's the most important thing? To comics, And I said, stage time and money. We don't get enough stage time, so we're driving, you know, two hours to do eight minutes. It's ridiculous. So,
1: that is bad math. Those numbers do not add up. It's
0: not a great business model. Yeah. And we've all threatened each other that we're going to do a comedy union. Well, it's been <laughs> a while and nobody's done that, so... Talk about a joke. Can you believe comics in a union? That's... You can't. Artists cannot unionize. That's a script I want to write or read or Uh, see. But so you and I talked about it, and I said, you know what I'd like to do? This kind of morphs into our first show theme. We have lots of themes we want to work on, but one of the first ones we did was Comedy 420, and that's four comics doing 20 minutes Mm. of stand-up. And we also paid them, and they were shocked.
1: Shocked. Well, that's just it. I mean, everything we do... Of course, Laugh Gallery is produced through my company, Crew West Studio, and ethically values or, you know, oriented. I mean, if we're going to live our values, if we're going to live our beliefs as a company that specializes in producing arts and culture programming, we believe first and foremost, artists' time is valuable. They've put their 10,000 plus hours in. They're experts at what they do. They deserve to be fucking paid a reasonable, fair wage. And so everything we do at Crew West is to try to pay artists. For their time and expertise. And when I learned about the comedy scene and how, how comics deal with this shit, I was like, you know what? We could do better. You know, Comedy 420, like, yeah. And then you helped educate me in terms of understanding, like, what is a fair wage and all that stuff. And it was like, are you kidding me? We could do this? Like, let's fucking do this. And, and yeah, give them 20 I- minutes and pay them some fucking dough and... <laughs> And by the way, it was like a million dollars. Billion a million dollars. Billion, billion, In fact, trillion. when I <laughs> proposed that, I
0: said this was this is what would be impressive. Yeah. We could have gotten away with a lot less. And mm-hmm. some of the comics yeah. told me that. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, You have PTSD. You are conditioned.
1: Mm. And don't forget about the free blowjobs because I blew all the comics.
0: Did you? Because I, I, I mean, knew that you wrote out the nice envelopes and you wanted to do that and you wanted to be the one and, and to put was, all and the prize it, it packages together. And it for a together. free blowjob
1: call. Did you not I see that? I did not
0: see any of that and I was not privy to it. But guess you missed out. I'm the comedy mother. So if anybody wants to <laughs> complain that the blowjob wasn't of great quality. Then please, you know, bring it you know to don't me. A yeah. I don't think
1: I bit anybody. Yeah.
0: I mean nobody complained to no me, one complained. so we're gonna yeah, find yeah, out yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. Thanks for adding that. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Anyway, you know. No, come on, we're over that scene. Huh?
1: I'm, I'm a, waiting I'm for woke, the audience I'm awake. And I realize I'm, I have not. Wait, doesn't woke mean awake? I'm awake.
0: You're as woke as you're gonna get. <laughs> This is, this is as woke as he gets, folks. I'm so woke.
1: I'm ready to go back to sleep. This is
0: as woke as it's going to get here on the Laugh Gallery podcast. Yeah.
1: In all seriousness, we'll leave the lewdness to another. He might edit
0: it out. As, in, as they say in social media, might delete later.
1: <laughs> so he might. But the Comedy 420 concept, which you came up with, was – Fantastic. Of course, we launched it on 420, Which of Which was course. great because all the stoners were out. The stoners were out, and there was lots of fun jokes about getting high and doing drugs. And, <laughs> but yeah, four comics doing 20 minutes, and, and it was a ball. It was a hoot.
0: And, you know, it's so wonderful to watch comics at work on a 20-minute parameter. Yeah. And I don't even like the word parameter, a 20-minute Parameter, set, say that three you know, times real Parameter, fast. parameter, parameter. parameter. And it's because parameter is so corporate America. But what I like about the 20 minutes is we have time to get to know this person. We have time to see what makes their comedy unique. When you throw somebody up in five minutes, they barely have time to say their name and get off stage. And that's fine for television. We understand why it needs to be that way for five minutes for television and you should have a type 5 for television. Have I done a lot of television and I think I know this? No. I just know that to be true in comedy.
1: Type However, 5. I want a type, a type 5. Type I 5. Also Who doesn't want a like type 5? Well,
0: for me I'm As getting older so five. it's path of least resistance. I don't mm. want a type 8. I'm I'm working on a type 4 now. If you have 4 inches, that's fine <laughs> for me because uh, it's just, you know, let's get it done. You know, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Okay, but back to, what is wrong with us? <laughs> yeah.
1: okay, well, so. we're getting older, so we've gotta be <laughs> quick about it. So, exactly.
0: Like, I don't need, don't you don't have to impress me. Two-stroke jokes. Do buy me dinner, though. Feel free God. to apply. Why is that such a high concept for people? If you're gonna take a bitch out, <laughs> I don't care who you're dating or what the, yeah. the pronouns are, buy that person dinner. Buy that they dinner, okay? <laughs> Because if you don't fucking feed me or you don't give me a drink, nobody's fucking. Yeah. Anyway, I once had a, a date that took me to that really fancy steakhouse, Flemings. Okay. And he had a Groupon. It's so
1: fancy. I've never heard of it. I don't even know Yeah, it's Flemings. over in
0: Topanga Canyon. Okay. And he, so he, so we have this date. I realized that this isn't going to work out anyway because he's already half my size. He's half my size and half my height. So I don't know how this is going to work out, but all I know is. He's a I'm spinner. Having, he's a spinner. I'm going to have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a steak, ladies and gentlemen. So I go, well, and I was trying to be demure, which anyone that knows me knows I have a hard time with being demure. No, But I said something like, should we order a side of mushrooms or something to put on the steak? And he looked at me, this little man, I think it was five foot one, which is fine if you're a little man. Still hit me up because... You know, it's been be- since before COVID, and my standards are, have changed. But anyway.
1: <laughs> More spinners, please. He goes, mm. he
0: goes, no sides. Like this, like, <laughs> huge voice came out of the, the gutter, like this gutter, like, no sides. And then he puts this coupon out, like this Groupon thing.
1: Yeah, Groupon. And it was just Shout for out a steak. Whatever, And a I was coupon. like,
0: we can't, like, share a potato or anything? <laughs> then we're not sharing genitals if yes. we can't share a side.
1: <laughs> I can't have my Nobody's mushrooms. getting late. You can't have my mushroom. And
0: so the the meal came and it was just like this giant steak on a plate. And you know what? It didn't work out. <laughs> it did not work out. Never tell me no sides. I'm getting all the sides. No sides. Anyway, damn it. I digress. No sides, but no it's, action. It's really great to see these these comics that have been around some of them, you know, just gotten started or maybe in the last 5 years or whatever and others have been around for 20 30 years. Yeah. And it's so beautiful to see them develop the whole act as a beginning, middle, and end. And as true storytellers, that's what we want to see on stage. And that's what we really want to give
1: right. the audience. Right.
0: When you throw somebody up in five minutes you know, or seven minutes or you drive all the way out somewhere and they go, you've got eight minutes. And then someone famous comes in with their sitcom stories. And then you get bumped down to four minutes because you don't have an active sitcom on NBC or CBS or mm-hmm. Fox.
1: And so, Who are you imitating with that voice? I
0: don't know. I just feel like that's how an announcer would say television station. Gotcha. And so you get knocked down to like four minutes, and suddenly you're sacrificing jokes that you curated. This. Yeah. It, it, it is art.
1: Right. It, it is, is the absolutely. art of comedy. Absolutely. And
0: I realize that that is an oxymoron, the art of comedy. But really, truly, it is an art. So I have a lot of pride in the Comedy 420 because I love seeing comics know There's a different cadence to their speech. There's a different way they move. There's a different way they're relaxed with the audience when they know they've got 20 minutes to do their jokes. Right. They can actually breathe between punchlines. Right. They can play.
1: Settle in, And so
0: I would like to see more of that around Los Angeles, and you just don't see it. you know. So I'd like to be the misfit that makes that happen. Hoo-hoo. So Comedy 420 is a favorite theme of ours.
1: Yes, we love it. We're going to do more of yeah. it. But so what we did was we decided to book a room. We partnered with our friends over at the Comedy Chateau. And we started booking the room and booking some comics. And we ended up doing a few shows over there. And the Laugh Gallery podcast, so who knows where it all goes. This is a brand new show. This is episode one. Yes, ground zero. Ground zero, episode one, and you and me chopping it up, laying the groundwork here.
0: Can I tell them what you're wearing?
1: Sure. Am I wearing? He's, oh, he's, oh I am. What wearing. is he wearing, Scott Power? What are you wearing?
0: It's a t shirt with skeletons. Are they on the phone? Yeah, they're on the phone. And it says, "You've left me no choice. This is bullshit."
1: No, no. And then I'm It's, a call, it's- yeah. Okay. And then at
0: the bottom, it says, I'm calling bullshit, I'm calling bullshit, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And it's all kind of wavy in case you were high and you thought, wow, am I about to pass out? By the way, or... you're
1: not doing this shirt justice. This shirt is fucking dope. And it is it is literally, <laughs> but who's it, it by? sounds like the worst t-shirt the way you're describing it right now. Well, I
0: mean, it's hard to take him seriously. He's my he's producer.
1: bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. I've had enough. He's and dead. It... How could he even be calling bullshit? Because he's dead. And why would he even care? He's dead. This is He's a skeleton. Shout out to this artist, by the way. Who is it? Boss Dog. Boss oh, okay. Dog. The artist, Boss Dog. All don't right. You guys... I'm sorry. Yes, you is... don't know. You better. You better know. Well, I mean, I mean, if you know, you know. Boss I'm not dog. sure about Shout the out. blue shawl. Google, Google it, people. Boss I mean, stuck. this is
0: why I do what I do, because I'm not an artist. Anyway, I just had to throw that in there. Might delete later.
1: <laughs> no, we're not. Del- we're all the lumps. <laughs> all of the uh, b- lumps and bruises and Hashtag bumps. Mike and- delete. Yeah. Well, and so Laugh Gallery, the podcast, is going to evolve, and we'll see where it all goes. You know, I love the fact that you and I are just sort of taking this opportunity to sort of lay the groundwork, chop it up, and set the context for our inspiration. because. Really, everything we do at at its core, and I say everything we do, we, meaning Crew West, is, you know, I think about helping artists tell their stories and, and promote their work. And it could be a visual artist, it could be a comic, you know, like it doesn't matter, musician, dancer, whatever. Right. And clearly there's lots of comedy, amazing comedy podcasts out there. We were just listening to Bill Burr on the way over. I mean, what a fucking hilarious dude that guy is anyway. So here we are with our little show, Laugh Gallery. That's
0: right, Bill Burr, look up. <laughs> here we come, Bill.
1: <laughs> look behind you, Bill. Lord. Look behind you. <laughs> We're on episode ground zero, Bill.
0: You Take it easy. Relax.
1: And, and so I figure what we do for the first few episodes, Katie, you tell me what you think. You tell me what you think. But I think that for the first few episodes, what we should do is we should play the stand-up Bits that the comics did. So because we record everything and film everything we do. Right. Right. And by the way, the videos are now on our YouTube channel, Crew West Studio YouTube channel. And so we're just going to take the audio right of each of the comics and we'll the next 10, 11, 12 episodes. We're just we'll let that comic shine and we'll let the audience, you know, hear the bits. Right. And help promote the love and spread the love.
0: Yep. Those sets were just so amazing. I mean, you could tell that it was. I mean, some of them are on the road and so they're doing longer sets, and others are doing short sets and they're doing a lot of writing or they're doing, they're producing their own shows. One of our comics, Lisa Gottman.
1: Shout out, Lisa. uh, Yeah. Shout Mm -hmm. out to
0: Lisa. She ran a theater company, Oh My Ribs, with her husband, Matt. Oh, my ribs. For years. And I mean, so she was busy with that. And, you know, she would take some stage time once in a while and do a longer set. But for the most part, we were all doing, you know, ten minutes. And so many of us are around town doing different shows at ten minutes, eight to ten, eight to ten, eight to ten. If you go to the comedy store, you'll look at a long lineup of comics doing, you know, five to ten. Same thing out at Flappers, out at at the improv. There's a lot of comics going up. And it's a great opportunity to get up there and do those eight minutes in these major clubs. And also, uh, let's give a shout out to the Laugh Factory. I think that was one of the first places I performed when I got to town. All these great clubs. And the wonderful thing about being in Los Angeles in the comedy scene is you can literally take yourself to school. I talked to a friend about that the other day, about how there's a lot of comedy classes out there. But if you really want to learn comedy, buy yourself some tickets because you're going to see the best comics come through. Los Angeles, New York, Chicago. Yep. And they're often working on their stuff here, cafes and coffee houses and little bars and weird little shows, you yep. know. So I just again found so much pride in handing over 20 minutes of the audience's time and said, "Make us laugh or else." And I just I dare you. Yeah, right. And I think we had great shows, we sold out, we've had a great turnout for this because it's people realize that You know, they're finally going to get to see somebody do one of their favorite comics, do a longer set.
1: Absolutely. And you know these, so many of these comics personally, you've worked with them around town for years. And so the lineup, which you booked was just killer, you know, and it was, yeah, we did good work. We did good work. Come on. The first one,
0: I loved the first one because I went back into the catacombs of when I was a baby comic and I was an idiot. So these guys were already really strong and getting on stage a lot and booking and, Going on tour and stuff. And I was the little nerd comic at the Punchline, sitting in the back trying to figure my life out how I was going to do sales during the day and comedy at night. (laughs) And this is in San Francisco. So, all uphill. Yeah. In those, exactly. In those travels, I met Blaine Capach. I believe I met him at the Punchline. And I met Tony Kameen there. And then I used to also see them at Holy City Zoo. Which is one of the first places I did comedy. And I met Aisha Tyler there in line. So that's kind of where I started, is that the Holy City Zoo, some 25 something years ago. I say 25 something because it's all a blur. It is kind of a blur, but these comics really stood out to me. And I was so pleased that they could do the show because I haven't seen them do a longer set in a really long time. Right. It was just so much fun to see them work their craft. It was unbelievable. All right. So amazing. So that was our first show.
1: So, to prime the pump here, I'm going to, I'm just going to give a little foreshadowing. Yes. Might be the word. Okay. Because in the next few episodes of the Laugh Gallery podcast, the comics that you are referencing are the comics that are millions of listeners of the podcast. We'll be hearing from. So in the upcoming episodes, of course, we're gonna hear from the lovely, lovely Katie Love because you Why, did thank you. You did at least two bits. You did the stand-up bit the in the first show and then you did the what we'll call the medical emergency bit.
0: Yeah, I did I hosted every show and I've basically used up every single piece of drop of my material now so now i have to actually <laughs> write again you
1: gotta write again <laughs> that first show was you was terrence delane we had blaine Capatch, OG, tony kameen OG. Yeah. i mean you know like it was just such such an incredible night and then that was a packed room and launched and so on that,
0: 420 because we're
1: geniuses for launched huh? on 420 come on 420 and four comics doing 20 minutes that's right and smoking the bloods. Um, <laughs> second show, we had Christine Blackburn. We had Sean Connor, We had Carmen Morales, who has uh, apparently has a U- uh, HBO special coming out. So we probably are legally bound to not air that content. We because are, yeah. We HBO won't be airing that their, one, but she killed it. We'll send their yeah. uh, muscle to shake us down. And then the one and only... Adam Barnhart, who was of course the headliner that night.
0: Slade. Slade. Absolutely Slade.
1: Fucking man. What I mean, a, what I was a, just what a genius. Yeah,
0: I feel like I was kind of getting dizzy from laughing so hard. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he he's a master at his craft, as they all are. But one thing I love about Adam is his ability to step way inside a character. Yeah. And envelop every physical attribute of that character. Mm. To get you to that punchline, and he doesn't give a fuck how long it takes.
1: <laughs> Zero fucks. <laughs> if it takes you know
0: ten minutes yeah. inside the physicality of that mm, character mm. to get you to the punchline, mm. you're dead by the time the punchline gets there because you're just you're laughing so hard, so hard. And he's also a great comedy coach. He teaches comedy too. Oh, yeah, I didn't he's know that. A, he is definitely OG. He's he's amazing. So giving away his are, secrets, but, I love that. But boy, this guy. He's a pleasure to watch, so that 20 minutes was really amazing.
1: Lisa Gottman, as yes. you mentioned, she mm-hmm. performed, and that third night, Mark Fernandez, he was awesome. He hosted that night. Yeah,
0: he had to step in for me, and we'll talk about that in a yeah. moment. You banged
1: your knee or something? Yeah, I something forget. Like what? That, you yeah. stubbed your toe? Yeah, like, what something the fuck like that. Oh, was an ingrown toenail? Wasn't oh, it? Oh
0: yeah, it was something like that. Where I said, I just can't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can ingrown you host hair, for me? maybe. It's something. You know, can you host for me? Something minor. And he said, I don't he would. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackie Loeb, the oh my god, she yeah. killed. She was the headliner that yeah, night, was she not? The
0: headliner yeah because Sean Grant was leaving early, but. We right, would, he had we to make have, a mad dash. It, we could have done a co-headlining with those two because oh, yeah. Fucking great. they're just so different and so amazing, and they know how to get on that stage and just, just eat it. up that energy. It's so great. They sure. were great. Guys, I
1: mean, this is what's coming at you over the next several episodes of Laugh right. Gallery Podcast. Yeah. I mean, I feel like our audience, they should be so grateful that they know us and that they're tuned in. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, their lives, their lives were we shit. We should just
0: start off with Laugh Gallery. Be glad you know us. <laughs> be glad. You know.
1: Your life was shit until now. Yeah. Thank God for us. <laughs> and you, uh, You're sad? You want to laugh? Well, we got some funny. Yeah. Tune in. Come back. I don't know if this is going to be like a weekly show or a monthly show. Like, we're just going to figure it out.
0: Yeah. We're artists, man. We're taking it like hey, as it comes, okay? Yeah,
1: we're artists, so, yeah. you know, fuck off, Fuck man. structure. <laughs> I'm a jazz artist. Okay. (laughs) Improv. (laughs) So, enough for episode one. Yep. Let's, you know, sign off.
0: Yeah, thanks, you guys. Thank you for being fans of comedy or you wouldn't have made it this far. Yeah. And just so you know, that wasn't an ingrown hair. It was a broken neck, 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 neck.
1: By the way. I did my own reverb there. What do you guys think? As a witness, I can confirm. Yeah. It was indeed a broken neck. Yeah. I'm sure you had ingrown hairs at some point. I'm sure you had ingrown toenails. Mark
0: Fernandez and hashtag, go follow Mark. And then every time you write him, always say hashtag Fern's best life. I haven't really, I don't really understand what that means as if the rest of us don't have a great life. But I am trained now to, every time I write him, to write hashtag Fern's best life. But he was kind enough to step in and host for me because I was in a neck brace. But I decided to have that show go on. I was fully medicated and then realized that was a mistake about a week later. But anyway, it was a fun show. I'm glad we did it. The show always must go on. And thank you guys for tuning in to the Laugh Gallery Podcast. Laugh Gallery Scott Podcast, Bauer, people. Everybody. Mark, Scott yeah, like Bauer, Katie Love. Lovely, Scott lovely Bauer. Katie Love.
1: Scott Power. Thanks for listening to the Laugh Gallery Podcast. Please remember to like and share this episode with your friends on social media. Laugh Gallery is brought to you by Crew S Studio in Los Angeles, California. And our theme music was created by Dan Ubik, and that's me, at Dan U Productions. Special thanks to our partners at We Edit Podcasts, Polymash, Riverside, Captivate, and Burbank Podcast Recording Studio. Thanks again for listening to Laugh Gallery!